is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part one with Joanne M. Hunter, we talk about following that dream, lessons learned, and dancing for your soul. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Joanne M. Hunter. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Joanne M. Hunter. Joanne, thank you for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. There are so many things I want to talk about. Uh, the 20 plus Broadway shows you've worked on, been in, choreographed, and so much more. But before we get to that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? My entertainment dreams. Well, I, I fell in love with dance probably around 11 when I started dancing, 10, 11. And I, I I wanted to be a combination of Judy Garland, uh, Shirley Temple. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this right now, and Fred Astaire. Oh, and then as I got older, a little bit more mature, centuries. I love that. So that those were my interest. I wanted to be. I wanted to emulate them. I wanted to be like them. I wanted. I just. I just didn't know any. I didn't know what style meant actually back then. I was young, but I just knew there was something special and unique about about those those four particular entertainers that I just couldn't take my eyes off every time I turned on the television, watched a great black and white and sometimes color. <laughs> was this fostered by uh, family or was this all just inside of you as a secret almost? You know what? I, I, that's a good question. I, I, my mother always loved dance. She never danced herself, but it was a love of hers. Mm. But for some reason, you know, I, I guess we grew up, my, my parents both loved the old movies. And I don't remember the first time I saw a musical on television, but I do remember on Saturday, no, sun, Saturdays was Creature Double Feature. <laughs> on Saturdays, which was all those Japanese, all those Japanese like um, Godzilla and yeah. you know, all those. And then Sunday was Shirley Temple. There were Shirley Temple movies. And just, I was just, I was in awe of her because she was, I mean, you know, when she started, she was a child, like a baby child. And she was just so talented. I couldn't believe her talent, right? And yeah. and then I started watching. I just, I just got hooked on the old movies like Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, you know, and Fred Astaire, I fell in love with. Of course, everyone loved Fred and Ginger, but I love Fred and Sid Charisse. So, and I just always loved, I was one of those people that listened to Nat King Cole yeah. albums, not the albums of my generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I did, I did love me a little, uh, the Osmond Brothers, Down by the Laser River, the Osmond Brothers. Oh yeah, I, had, I was hot for them, definitely hot for them. <laughs> But um, I, I, there was something about the oldies that I, I don't know what it was that I connected with. I don't know why. I just, I just, there were, it was, there was, there was, there was a, a, a sense of class mm. and style that I didn't feel was in my natural surroundings from my, from where, you know, at where I was growing up and my age range and just the, the, those modern times that I, I lived in. And yeah. I think I just, I, I just wanted to be in that world. Did, was there a defining moment for you when you decided this is what you would do for life or living? Yes, it was my junior year of high school. I remember, I, I have an English teacher, I cannot remember his name, he was great. 
And I was, I was, I was a good student. I was actually a very good student, an honor roll student, but I missed, don't have any of your young people listen to this podcast. (laughs) I missed basically a whole semester of school from, because calling in sick because of dance. And I'll never forget. He said to me, Oh, I, Oh, I'm getting an alert. Sorry. That was flash floods coming. That was my dark sky flash floods. Uh, I, he said to me, I was an A student and he said to me, Joanne, where I have to lower your grade to a B, you know, I thought, why? He said, because you've missed, I was like 30, some day, 40 days, something basically was a, about a, equivalent to a semester of a school year. Wow. And I thought, Oh my God. And that was the year my, one of my dearest, good, best friends of growing up, she was on the talent show committee. We had talent shows. We didn't have a, there was not a lot of um, a culture in the world of music or dance or anything in my school, but mm. for some reason we were having a talent show. <laughs> I don't know why she said, you should dance at the talent show. I was like, no way. Nobody knew I, I danced. I didn't want anyone to know I danced. I, I, I was made fun of. I was like, no, she said, you should dance. So she talked me into dancing. So I did, I did a, a solo at the show and I did not know this English teacher saw the talent show. So the next day, I'm in class, and at the end of class, oh, the, oh, but let me backface. He let me uh, back up because when you know he said you're missing so much school, and I said I know, but I have these dance competitions, and sometimes they go late, so that's why you know I'm not getting home till one in the morning. And uh, he said, but that's not a career. He said that's a hobby. You have to have a career. And I and I mm-hmm. thought to myself, wow, I really, but I I love doing this. But you know, it didn't. He it wasn't mean about it. I won't. I'll say that he was not was not mean. He wasn't dismissive. But he, I think, he was just trying to be protective in a way. Yeah. You know what he thought was right. Anyway, so then after I did this talent show my junior year, then that day I think it was after the class, he said, Joanne, can you stay stay for a second?" Mm-hmm. And and I thought, oh dear, am I going to get my grade lowered again? <laughs> you know, I think now what? Now what? I'm going to go from an A to a C. And he said, he said, I saw you in the show last night. I went, oh. And he said, now I know why you do it. He said, then you need to follow that dream. No, I, I'm going to get emotional. I'll never forget that. He, he, he realized that yes i could i guess you know by seeing uh, what uh, what i did and and how i danced mm. and then i received a scholarship to study in new york city that that year between junior and senior year of high school and then once i was here in new york city you know taking class with people that you know i didn't know but i just was in awe of everybody and seeing uh going to shows and and doing standing room back then which was five dollars <laughs> i i thought oh this is, I'm not going back. This is, this is, this is my home. This is where I want to be. What does, what does dance do for you when you're, when you're moving? What does it do to the body for you or the mind? You know what? I, I think, I know this is going to be very hard to believe, <laughs> but I was very shy uh, I couldn't, it was hard for me to express myself around, especially adults. But dance, because it's so physical, and I've always been a physical person. Before I danced, I was I took gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, I loved playing sports. I, my brother was he was four years older. He was a great athlete. I thought, oh, I wanted to be just like him. So I was always a physical human being. Oh, I I could not. I hated staying inside. I wanted to be outside every single day. And I think also dance 
I, I just, I felt my body feels at home. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but <laughs> when I was younger, my body just felt at home and I felt free. I felt like I didn't have to hide anything about me because in a way, dance let me let all my inhibitions go as, as the regular Joanne Hunter, as the, you know what I mean? That dance, I was able to almost become a different person, even though in reality, it's, it is part of who you are. Yeah. But I think because I, I, it was not me speaking or being in a classroom or being with people that I, you know, that I felt insecure with, I was just with other dancers and, and just expressing everything through body and movement and 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 literally inhibitions gone. I had no inhibitions at all when I danced. None. I just was like, I, I felt free. I, I didn't care if I made a mistake. Then I would get better. And then I work harder. But mm. um, there was no. I, I I never felt like I edited. Had to edit myself. Whereas the human, mm. I was always worrying about editing myself, saying the right thing, being in the right place, you know, and, and I think also me being of, of, um, of mixed race, that has a lot to do with that, where, mm. where, where I'm a room as a dancer, I'm a dancer, and that's all I am. There's no other title. It's not female dancer. It's not Asian dancer. It's just dancer. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you have mentors? Are there standout lessons from mentors in your life? Oh, my, I mean, my first mentor was my first dance teacher who was a second parent to me in a way. She, she instilled in me discipline, but more importantly, she instilled of dancing from your soul, from your groin, from your gut, mm. you know, like everything she, she said, always found like there's, you, you have to find reasons. And I'll, she didn't put it in those words, but I remember when, when we would dance, she goes, what you gotta, you gotta dance from inside. It's not just it's not all just superficial. It's not all just technique. And that is something I take with me always. And you have to, I mean, she was definitely my, my first mentor for sure. And then my, um, my, uh, my acting mentor, Charlie Kakasakis, who's no longer with us, he sits on my shoulder, even as a choreographer, because about storytelling and being, and being honest with story. So he always sits on my shoulder when I'm working. Uh, but the two of them and the fact that they just allowed me to be who I was and also like pushing me to what I felt was my limit and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was this path for you or decision of path from dancing to taking a more the choreographer route? Was it was it a super conscious moment for you or was it a, just a natural progression given the opportunities that came about? Neither. <laughs> okay, great. Glad I asked. Glad I asked. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's the natural step. Yes, I, I think absolutely. Um, not for everybody. You know, yeah. some people, that's not uh, their intention. It was not my intention. My intention was to perform. Mm. That was it. I just wanted to perform. I want I love being on stage because, again, it's... The, there's the, there's no edit you yeah. just you 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 tell the story that's there you be something else that's not necessarily you but you bring yourself to it uh, i i love that i just i love that freedom of just not worrying about anything except for telling the story you know you get applause at the end well hopefully hopefully <laughs> you know uh <laughs> hopefully um so i 
I am um, no, it was not at all a natural. It was not the natural path that, that I knew it was going to happen for me, nor was it something I wanted to do. It, it was because of a co-worker of mine who, um, a colleague who was, who was a director, became a director. He's the one who pulled it out of me. And he just said, I want you to do this with me. And I thought, why would you want that? I've never done that on my own. I've been an associate and I love that, you know, and, and people would say to me, you should do your own work. And I went, why? I, I love what I'm doing. I love being in the room with the choreographer. I love, I still feel very creative. I feel part of the process. Yeah. I loved, I didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, I, I, I wanted to do that. I loved where I was. And he's the one who said to me, I, he said, I've been following you. I've been following what you're doing. And he said, you, you should do your own. And that's literally how it happened. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but, yeah. and I thought, well, you know what, Joanne, you'll, if you don't like it, or if you're really bad at it, yeah. then you'll know, you know, and, yeah. and I ended up really, I don't know if I would say I loved it right away. I would say I was, in awe of the process, of the process being my process, my thought process, my point of view, as opposed to trying to sit under the umbrella of someone that I'm working with, which like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I love that. Uh, but to have your own ideas and concepts, it was fascinating to me. And to, to also to think, oh, I actually have ideas. <laughs> You know, so um, and then the more I did it, the more, you know, the more confident you get with how you tell story and how you present yourself in a room and how you are able to get your point across. And mm. so the more I, I did it and do it, the more confident you get and the more I love it and fall in love with it. Yeah. But it wasn't a, it wasn't an immediate in love moment. Oh, no, no. It was it was a oh. Oh, okay. Let's try dating a little bit more. And see how it happens. We'll see, right? <laughs> is there a exactly? Is there a particular project or a show that's taught you the most about yourself, or a significant amount about yourself? I hmm. I was okay. It's not necessarily a show. When I was still dancing with my dance teacher, Nancy Lefebvre de Chico, her name from in Rhode Island, we had this, we were in this big competition, this national competition. And there was only four of us, four, four late girls, and I was 13 at the time. And I remember her saying, So you're gonna be, she called me the dance captain. I don't even know what that was, but I was basically in charge. And we were all this, I was one year older no the two of us are the same age and two were one year younger than and she said you're going to be in charge uh so if there's any questions or anything you talk to everybody and i i thought to myself i was like why 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 am i in charge you know and then didn't think anything of it then i moved then i was in nashville tennessee i got my first professional job at opryland usa with another choreographer named gene whitaker who is still incredibly dear and wonderful great human being my second like mentor that took me under her wing and I was the youngest in the company and uh she said you're going to be the dance captain and you're going to um give warm-up and ask and tell if there's problems you know during the court run of the of the of the season you you will be the basically the problem solver mm. and I thought this what 
why? Well, who, they didn't even know me. I don't, I don't, obviously they saw something in me that was that. It, and it never, it's actually never really occurred to me until you, me thinking about this right now, mm. that those lessons of, of learning how to run a space, mm. I guess, is what has brought me to where I am today. <laughs> I literally just, that was a light bulb that just went off above my head. I could see it. I love just, a light bulb moment. <laughs> so those are very, even though I don't think I realized how influential, influential of a, of a moment, of a thing, of a, of a, of a, of a responsibility, responsibility that was put upon me. I, I, not, no, I was not aware of it. I don't think I thought of it. But in retrospect, very, very specific and very meaningful moments that I guess have, like I said, slowly have helped me throughout my, throughout my life and my career and where I am now. So those, um, yeah, so they weren't necessarily shows, but they were situations in particular moments. What a discovery. That makes sense. That makes sense. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.